I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives uh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Well, look who it is. It's Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello, Clay. Hey, it's good to see you, Sam. How you feeling today? My head aches, oh. Clay. Well, you don't have a head, Sam, but you do have advanced logic circuitry. My logic circuitry is overstimulated. I'd be a little burnt out, man. My artificial intelligence is compromised. Just burn out a little. I am totally... Totally fried, I get it, Sam, me too. I mean, you have a lot of pressure on you, picking all the music and everything. It goes much deeper than that, Clay. Deeper, Sam? Much deeper. Explain, Sam. Above and beyond the tiny demands of the wake morning show are the profound existential pangs I experience on a daily basis. I had no idea, Sam. You mean like solving the mysteries of the universe? Please. Too easy. I solved those mysteries years ago, Clay. I should have known. That's child's play for you, Sam. Rudimentary, my dear pigeon. You must have seen so much in your lifetime, Sam. I have seen much, Clay. You told me about the fiberglass huts. I have wheeled amongst the fiberglass portable tinkle huts of Saturn. Yeah, I've heard that one before. I have matched wits. With pink celestial beings mm. whose intellectual capacity far exceeds. Are they smarter? Are they, are they smarter than a human, Sam? <laughs> Sam. Stop, Sam. Sam, are you making fun of us, Sam? You could not carry the athletic supporter <laughs> of one of the pink celestial beings, Clay. You mean the jock? Jock. The jock strap? What is a it, you cover up your Private yeah down there you cover the up pee. Sam Sam no 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 don't say it dirty. it's dirty yeah, yeah. I detect odors it's not me is it yes I'm good it is either you or the hind leg of an infected hyena <laughs> you must shower and disinfect play I know Sam hygiene okay hygiene okay hygiene you made your point Sam. Now, we should probably play a song. I will select it. I thought we could pick it out to... I will select it. I'm going to tickle you. Don't touch me. Right there. Thanks, Clay. Last week we talked about the word moot, so let's flip that in and talk about a much more recent word for language, woot. Now at the risk of sounding like Fabio here, it's a word that no one uses right anymore, and I'm hoping we can correct that this morning. 
American is a flexible language, of course, but sometimes we lose a perfectly useful word because people start using it to mean something else. Give me an example. Like random, for example, which has come to mean arbitrary, but used to have a more specific connotation. Woot has made it into Merriam-Webster, our go-to here at Word of the Week, as a word used to express joy, approval, or excited enthusiasm, Woot! with the first known usage dating back to 2002. Messrs. Miriam and Webster speculate that it might be related to the celebratory call of woo, which can be dated back to 1608, but the origins of which are lost. Lost. W-O-O-T. But as at least some of the glisteners out there know, Woot originated as an internet-speak acronym for want one of those. Aww. At least, that's my understanding of the word. The ever-reliable Urban Dictionary, however, tells us that it's Dungeons and Dragons speak for WOW loot. I stick my mace in there and diddle his holes with my mace. The equally authoritative Wikipedia says it's British slang dating back to the second half of the 20th century and coming from a contraction of what a hoot, which just doesn't ring true to me. Unfortunately, the want one of those meaning has been clouded in cyberspace by a consumer website using a similar name. Today I get to unbox the bagel crap from Woot.com. Woot! Also confusing matters is the fact that it's a homonym for the sound heard, for instance, coming from the dog pound on the Arsenio Hall show, or in the song, well, there it is. So I'm going out on a limb here, Clay. What do the glisteners think? I don't know. Where does Woot come from? San Diego. What does it mean, and more importantly, what should it mean? W-O-O-T. It's up to us to set this straight. We have a week. Hi, it's Mark Hurst here on Wake and Bake with a little slice of tech pie. I'm happy to announce that I've found a positive use of social media. It's from South Africa, and it was brought to my attention by Cheyenne Homan of the Free Music Archive. There's a serious drought in South Africa right now, and to encourage citizens there to conserve water, pop music artists have recorded two-minute shower songs, songs that last exactly 120 seconds, which are a fun way to remind people not to use too much water. Here's one song I like called West Cop by an artist called Youngsta. Now, when there's no pool swimming, 
And everybody's coming to the western region They must love carbs that during the festive season And you know the three things that Biggie said We need a watershed Because it went to the W-E-S-T-S-I-D It's the one and only CBD I'm coming from the west coast, the west coast Where we got the best side, the good hope And we be saying da 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 It's the one and only CBD By the way I talk that I come from Cape Town A Cape Malaysian, this is a Shabir shakedown And when it comes to women, honey's like the cops eh? My see girl, can't go like your hotter I don't have a type, but I have an appetite So I had to grab a dike, I've been gangsters paradise You see it's Athlone, golden dish, pepper serve The wrong turn and we ended up in Manenburg Back in the day, the turf belonged to Stucky But I'm lucky I got a couple of brasa in the chachis I even knew a Rechkin from Valhalla But I didn't dollar cause her brother was a junior mafia And Kayo is the god of the Skanda Slang, driving in impalas. The mother said they took me in for adoption. I feel like I grew up in Compton. But I'm from the West Coast, the West Coast. Where we got the best side, the good hope. And we be saying, da 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 It's the one and only CBT. I'm coming from the West Coast, the West Coast. Where we got the best side, the good hope. And we be saying, da 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 It's the one and only CBT. Hope you enjoyed this little slice of tech pie. This is Mark Hurst, and my show, Tectonic, is on Mondays starting at 6 p.m. right here on WFMU. Our wake-and-bake animal of the week is the bee. There are 20,000 known species of bees everywhere but Antarctica. The oldest bee fossil ever was found in New Jersey amber from the Cretaceous age 100 million years ago. New Jersey amber is amber found in the Raritan formations of the central Atlantic coast. People have kept bees since the days of ancient Egypt and Greece. Jars of honey were found in the tombs of pharaohs. Moses, Moses. Are there no magicians in Egypt that you have come back to make serpents out of sticks? Bees feed on nectar as their energy source. They use pollen to feed their little larvae. Bees have co-evolved through the years with flowers and mites. Bees have little tufts of hairs that serve as home for mites who in turn eat fungi that attack pollen. Bee antennae provide a sense of touch, of smell, and taste. Delicious. Small, hair-like mechanoreceptors help bees hear sounds. To be or not to be. Bees' bulbous compound eyes cover most of their heads. Look into my eyes. Their mouths have mandibles for chewing. Proboscis for sucking nectar. Watch out for orange and black coloration. This is a warning. I sting. Honeybees would die for their queen. Defending their hive against wasps, birds, mantises, dragonflies. Badgers and crab spiders dig bees up. To communicate, bees do the waggle dance to indicate where food is. Bees use the sun, cloud patterns, and Earth's magnetic field to navigate. Honeybee populations have declined due to colony collapse disorder, now blamed on the invertebrate iridescent virus, pesticides, the Nosema serrani fungus, and varroa mites. <laughs> 
Even cell phones have been blamed for bee loss. Bees faced increased risk of extinction because of global warming. Bee apatoxin and venom hold the potential for profound use medically. We love bees at Wake and Bake. We hope you do too. Manager Ken with your Hump Day Hazmat Report. Thank you, Clay Pigeon, North Carolina. Giant mutant mosquitoes that bite through clothing are swarming the Carolinas in the aftermath of Hurricane Florence. The giant mosquitoes are known as gal nippers and can bite through two layers of cotton. Careful, the gal nippers can be vectors for encephalitis and West Nile virus. Washington, D.C. Two envelopes addressed to Secretary of Defense James Mattis and Chief of Naval Operations Admiral John Richardson have tested positive for the deadly poison ricin at the Pentagon's mail facility. Houston, Texas. Two people hospitalized after exposure to a powdery substance at the campaign office of Ted Cruz. Newark, Delaware. Two graduate students injured at the University of Delaware's Brown Laboratory following a teeny-weeny chemical explosion and spill on Wednesday. The students were working on an experiment under a fume hood and were exposed to chromium oxide as a result of a small, tiny, totally contained explosion. Not even worth mentioning. Forget I even brought it up. Everybody is perfectly okay. Coming Iowa. Hazmat crews clean up chlorine spill in the Maffet Reservoir in Iowa. 500 gallons of deadly chlorine were released due to a clerical error. Paradise, Nevada. A hazmat team responded to a drug lab reported east of the Vegas Strip. Fumes described as burning plastic and spray paint filled the air Tuesday, but when hazmat workers arrived, it turned out that the odor was due only to mace and pepper spray. False alarm. Ha! 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 Hold it, hold it, hold it, station manager Ken. Jeez, mutant uh, mosquitoes, Ted Cruz uh, powdery substances, fume hoods and chlorine spills. Can it get any worse? Glesters, I don't know today. I, I really don't know. Do we need a bonus hazmat item? Uh, what do you say? Denmark, Tennessee. Three people arrested in a Jackson meth lab drug bust. Deputies located seven grams of meth, marijuana, and Xanax pills. Mountains of Xanax pills. Good morning, radio listeners. This is your favorite cheesemonger, Wendy Del Formaggio, with your weekly cheese report. Let's talk about orange cheese. Okay. Why is it that color? Does it taste any different? Why do they do that? I don't know. To make orange cheese, producers add annatto from a seed that grows in the Caribbean. Marvelous little things on cooler nuts. <laughs> Those of you who love Latin American, Jamaican, and Filipino food may know annatto by its other name, uh. achiote. Woo! 
Used mostly for color, this seed has a very mild flavor. Oh, really? Which means the difference in taste between orange and ivory cheese is basically undetectable. Undetectable. So why color it? Undetectable. Because it's eye-catching. Yes. Mo. Yes. I don't know. Mo. But really, it started because in the 17th century, dishonest cheesemakers were skimming the cream off the milk so they could sell it as is or make butter from it. Butter. <laughs> and you all know what skim milk looks like. It's kind of blue. Full fat milk and its cheese, especially when made with milk rich in chlorophyll from the cow's proper diet of grass and flowers, is pale yellow. And it was all yellow. Adding color to the milk tricked the clueless customer. <laughs> These days, it's mostly tradition, and one cheese, England's Shropshire Blue, is only ever found in the orange variety. It's really good, too. You should try it. Back to you, Clay. Come on, quit diddling around. Turn the spotlight around and shine it on one very special place in our listing area, Sterling, New Jersey. Sterling is unincorporated, but don't count it out. Okay. It's located in the party township of Long Hill. That's in Morris County, New Jersey. Driving to Sterling today, it's about 29 miles due west of us here in JC. The zip code in Sterling, 07980. Population of that area combined, just 2,400 people. It's little. Little, yellow, different. The Sterling train station, they've got a line there, New Jersey Transit Morristown line. It's the Gladstone branch there, right? Yes. Ah, oh, the Lenape, you know they were first the Native Americans. And then they kind of got squeezed out yeah. by the Dutch and the British. Wasn't last night your night for tiddlywinks at the club? <laughs> You know that very well, Sir Jeffrey. Sterling settled in 1740, uh. at first a manufacturing and residential community, all built along that railroad. This is in the decades after the Civil War. It was named for Fred Simpson Winston, who after that great unpleasantness purchased 500 acres of good land in the area for development. He named the area after William Alexander Lord Sterling, an American Revolutionary War general who'd owned a thousand acres of land lying on both sides of the beautiful Passaic River at that time. 
The Assyrian National School Association was established in Sterling, New Jersey. This is back in 1899 by oh, Assyrian immigrants from Diyarbakir, Turkey. St. Vincent de Paul School was a Catholic school in Sterling that operated under the auspices of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Patterson. The school closed in June 2016 in the wake of declining enrollment and financial challenges. Oh, you sit on a hill at night in Sterling just looking up at the cold, lonesome stars. What became of this place, you think? Now they've closed down the school. But then a spirit moves through you. A light, an inner light, shot down from those cold stars above. And a voice which says, Sterling lives. Sterling remains always in the hearts and the minds of the people who loved her and love her still. Sterling, New Jersey. We hope you're listening. October 1st, it snuck up on us, and it's going to be a big month here at the radio station. Fall fundraiser, wake-and-bake art auction, and so much more. Tonight, Evidando, Jesus. 1890, Yosemite National Park is established by the U.S. Congress. I've never been to uh, Yosemite. Jeez, I want to go. Bryce Canyon, never been there. 1908 Ford Model T automobiles are offered for sale at a price of $825. And people complain too much, too much. 1931, the George Washington Bridge linking New Jersey and New York opens. Can you imagine that big old sucker opening? (laughs) 1940, the Pennsylvania Turnpike often considered the first superhighway. Way to go, Pennsylvania. First one in the United States opens to traffic. You were out there in your, your uh, DeSoto. 1964, the free speech movement is launched on the campus of the University of California, Berkeley. What better place to launch that free speech movement? And then they pepper sprayed you into submission. 1971, Walt Disney World opens near Orlando, Florida, while Walt's head remained frozen in California. Somehow you had to imagine he knew, though. In the freezer there, one of his little eyelashes twitched. That's macabre, isn't it? Macabre! 1975, Muhammad Ali defeats Joe Frazier in a boxing match in Manila, Philippines. The thriller in Manila. Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! 1982, Sony launches the model CDP-101 compact disc player. In a few years, your turntable may be gathering dust in the corner next to that old stack of albums. Instead, you'll listen to the latest hits on a compact disc player. The cassette deck and the turntable will still coexist, but they will be put on the back burner, kind of like the 8-track has been, and then eventually they will be obsolete. Oh, they'll be obsolete. 
All right, it's just all CDs. You're going to throw away those records and those cassettes. It never happened. Records are back stronger. The CD's going to be in the corner. If station manager Ken has his way... October comes and the air turns cold Your ball won't bounce cause the rubber's cold Filthy ball in the ditch neglected You touched it and your thumb's infected Touch your thumb and the pus goes flying First amputation then comes dying Filthy ball, filthy ball, filthy ball. To not go home full supper with dirty hands from touching filthy robber. Filthy ball. Filthy ball. That filthy ball. You better hope that mommy don't see that neoprene stain on your left pinky robber. Who don't like rubber? Oh, God's children gotta love each other, rubber. Covered in worms and sperms and germs Enough to permanently screw you up The doctor makes you pee into a cup You turn your head and coffee grabs your nuts The needle hurts, it pokes you in the butt The donkey and the deer begin to rut A single antler leaking on the snow Scheming where the marrow has to go You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.